Hello, my friends, and welcome to a special edition of the Robcast. See, you know, it's sort of the end of the year. I'm sort of winding down. I'd planned on sort of going off the grid. Uh, you know, we're going surfing in about an hour, you know, that sort of thing. But then the discussions in our kitchen have been so much fun. Kristen and I, my other son Preston, my son Trace, who you know from a couple episodes ago, the, ep- the discussions have been so much fun. And literally yesterday or the day before, Trace was talking about something, and I was thinking, everybody should hear this. This is like very helpful information. And I looked over at Kristen, and at about that moment, Kristen said something like, you know, we sh- people should know this. Um, and so, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special re- <laughs> special edition Robcast, The Trace Report. Coming to you, we literally set up in the kitchen. So um, we are at the, the counter thing. Welcome back to the Robcast, Trace. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love the fact that when I said, <laughs> we should do, you want to just do a podcast right now, like tomorrow morning, you said, I, I don't want it to be after Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard you say. Yeah, yeah no, one, no one really uh, likes that movie, so I was like... <laughs> can't turn into an after earth situation <laughs> why is that joke <laughs> i like i keep taking apart that joke can you give people some well, background yeah if, if people don't know after earth is the the m night Shyamalan movie that will smith did with uh jaden smith his son it, yeah jaden smith which is terrible uh but the whole like the whole thing was that <laughs> like will will smith like really pushed for jaden smith to get be in the movie and it was kind of like one of those kind of awkward like you could just tell it was a project that he just needed his son in, and it just was a crap pile. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say it, it kind of it really hurt James Smith's acting career. So, uh, so what I say to you, do you want to do another Robcast? And you're like, I just don't want an After Earth situation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, I literally am, am starting with tears of eyes. That makes me laugh so hard. That's like serious inside baseball, but it's so good. Okay, so. A couple of things that you've been talk- that you've been talking about the past couple of days. Let's start in. Let's start with what everybody's talking about: Yemen. Yeah. So th- there's there's a humanitarian crisis going on in Yemen right now that's not getting any news, uh, which is really really concerning and uh, really really terrible. So I- I'm sure some people have probably heard about it. Like Saudi Arabia has been uh, just launching, uh, going on a full out attack on Yemen and killing. Why? Some- because they're trying to fight Houthi rebels. Um, mm-hmm. and, but the, they're, they're, the problem is they, they, they just, just implemented a blockade recently that, uh, has, it started the worst cholera outbreak they said in modern history. Uh, so, uh, they, they're, I, 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 I've heard the death, the civilian death tolls at 15,000 to 20,000. Uh, but it's like thousands of people. Um, and people have start, uh, I think 5,000 people have starved, so far, uh, with a, a good portion of those being children, so there's a there's a just an awful the UN recognizes there's just an awful humanitarian crisis going on that Saudi Arabia is, uh, is currently committing on Yemen right now. But I mean, as as it's uh, probably evident, it gets no media coverage whatsoever. Why is that? Uh, because I think it's uh, normalized, and I think that um, uh, our uh, partnership with oh yeah and by the way by the way who you want to guess take take a wild guess who's helped funding this humanitarian crisis against yemen who's who's take a wild guess on who's uh giving weapons to saudi arabia and who's approving 110 billion dollar weapon deals saudi arabia uh so who's that the the united states is i'll just ask um (laughs) yeah i i hope people kind of figure that out uh it's not covered because it's normalized and our uh, partnership with Saudi Arabia is not controversial because it's bipartisan. Uh, Democrats do this too, where we, we Democrats approve uh, weapons deals with Saudi Arabia. And, and uh, But I just, I, I just think it highlights something really interesting about um, how like actions speak louder than words. And when the U.S. talks about how we're, our, our foreign policy is to protect human rights and to uh, protect people and to do good. Actions speak louder than words. And when you're funding a country and giving $110 billion weapons deals to a country that's massacring civilians, uh, 
I, I don't know. There's just some sort of hypocrisy there. Like I want to show there was a, this was back in, this was back in September. Uh, this is, uh, uh, Trump could be guilty of war crimes after American bomb killed many children. And this was, uh, that's a headline you're reading. Yeah. This is a headline from Newsweek. This was a, a Saudi Arabia led coalition airstrike. And the bomb was made and supplied by the U.S., killed 16 civilians and seven children. Um, and all the people, uh, all the people are saying that the U.S. could be complicit in war crimes because of this, because we're literally funding the bombs that are killing these uh, uh, Yemen civilians. Uh, and yeah, uh, so a lot of people recognize this. Human rights group recognizes this as the U.S. needs to end. Uh, the sale of weapons to Saudi Arabia immediately because it's literally we're literally funding uh, genocide and, and, and and so you're saying the whatever the U.S. says there's a a massive portion of the world no gets this news as front page yeah yeah U.S. US well, bombs kill children is the headline that a lot of the world gets we yeah yeah we we know that they kill this isn't like some like mysterious like oh wow we didn't know like we know that they kill children we know that they kill innocent civilians we still sell them weapons and by the way anyone thinking i, I trump's approved the 110 billion dollar weapon deal anyone thinking this is a trump problem needs to get with it because hillary when she was secretary of state one of her top when she got into secretary of state one of her top priorities was f15 fighter jets uh, the cell the the sale of F-15 fighter jets to Saudi Arabia. That was one of her top priorities. They do that, and then guess, and then Yemen kills civilians with those, with those fighter jets, and then... Saudi he, Arabia. Uh, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia kills mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, civilians and, and uh, women and children with those fighter jets, and then the Hillary Clinton aides, leaked emails show the Hillary Clinton aides are, this was on, around Christmas, are showing this, is, saying this is a great Christmas present. Christmas came early. So anyone thinking that this is some sort of Trump problem. Anyone oh, thinking that this is, this is an Trump America is, problem? Trump is some sort of monster that, that came along and is now doing this. You need to get with it because this is a bipartisan issue that never gets media coverage, but it's one of the most, I think, important news stories right and now. And we know in the history of human civilization, the U.S. is the most prolific arms dealer yeah. in the history of the human race. We give, we give military aid to 73% of the world's dictatorships. So Do we really? Yeah. So Wait, the, the U.S.? gives military aid to 73% of the world's yeah. dictators. So like I said, actions I have speak- to like say that slowly just no, for it, to it's, it almost sounds unbelievable. Actions speak louder than words. So when we talk about like we need democracy, we need uh, you know, human rights, human we rights, need we need to we just start fighting for liberty, democracy, fight liberation. Good. Really? Cuz I mean, <laughs> 73% of the world's dictatorships would probably say it differently. Like I, I, I'm just sick of this whole notion of like uh like this whole kind of uh, rhetoric about how we're doing good, you know what I mean? We're just trying to f- we're trying to save people, and like we l- we're we're fighting for human rights when we're literally arming and supporting the top violator of them. And I, I yeah, yeah, it's interesting. The strength of a nation and the strength of a person, because the like the group political is always just a larger amalgamation of the yeah. individual. Um, is always a direct result of its capacity for self-critique. Yeah. That, and I'm interested, just that's listening to you talk about this, um, that, that's central to patriotism and love of country is willingness to engage with the critique yeah. of country. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you love America and you want America to get better um, and you love your country, uh, I kind of think you should be the... Be, on the front lines going, hey, maybe we shouldn't, we should stop arming terrorists. Maybe yes. we should stop arming people that are violating human rights. This idea that like, you have to, two patriotic people just support their country no matter what. Well, I want America to be better. I don't, this, this shouldn't be, Amer- America should not be funding 73% of the world's dictatorships. America should not be funding uh, Saudi Arabia who's massacring why, women and children. Why is Saudi Arabia attacking Yemen? Because they're fighting, they're fighting rebels in Yemen. But they, but they don't care. They just like, like, that they just kill whoever they don't have like any sort of like strategic kind of. And um, do you think that the U- the U.S. is dependent on Saudi oil? We make we make that yeah they make us a lot of money, yeah and they've been okay. Second second thing right on the heels of that, Nikki Haley has been 
making a case for Ir- Iranian non-compliance with the nuclear deal. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people... Well, no, she's, she's saying... Nikki Haley is saying that, that there was some uh, uh, missiles shot from Yemen at a Saudi Arabia airport that uh, Saudi Arabia shot down. And now she's saying that Iran funded those missiles. And it, it, she she's trying to say that like this Iranian aggression is the world. She says something like that. This Iranian's aggression is like the world's fight. But she's like having some like it almost feels like Iraq a little bit. She's having like some kind yeah. of like weird rhetoric about Iran. But it's just like okay, but like we're Saudi Arabia is killing Yemen, killing Yemen civilians like in crazy numbers. Yemen launches one missile at a Saudi Arabia airport that gets shot down by Saudi Arabia that possibly, by the way, we don't know. This isn't like, there's no evidence for this that possibly is funded by Iran and now we want to go to war with Iran? Like, I, So what is that? Just, because a lot of people are lining up that the rhetoric, the growing rhetoric about Iran with 2003 U.S. rhetoric yeah. against Iraq prior to the Iraq war. Um, yeah. And saying, "Well, this is start. This smells like that." It's just, yeah, it's scary. Uh, it just is like it's just our 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 foreign policy has just gotten so like such a mess. It's like we have we have eight different military interventions right now, and we're already talking about our, Iran rhetoric is increasing, and North Korea rhetoric rhetoric is increasing in aggression. So like we're talking about eight, possibly ten mil like as if this. Like why 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 go to war with Iran? It does. It's just like it's so stupid. Like it makes your head hurt. It's just like, really, we need like another war. Like, we I mean we spend so much money on this stuff, and we're already like talking about two more possible wars. It's like, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about this some more. The recent military increase in funding that was voted yeah, on. Yeah, there was a, Trump just did a seven hundred billion dollar uh, defense uh, bill that was like a new seven hundred billion dollar annual defense bill and i think that he, the obama one was capped at 549 billion which is still insane but like trump increased it he, he i think he removed the 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 cap on it the 549 cap on it so it's now 700 billion dollars uh which again by the way gets like no news coverage that we just signed a 700 billion dollar yeah um and i want i would just want to point out ending homelessness in the united states 20 billion dollars uh, twenty. Yeah, and by the remember uh, when Bernie Sanders was running and everyone's free college is too expensive tuition. Where oh handouts, this is too expensive tuition free college is too expensive. I think Bernie's. Uh, let me find this number. Bernie's. Uh, yeah, you want, you take a guess at what Bernie's uh, free college, uh, what the estimate for that would cost a year. I don't know. I can't. Forty seven billion dollars. So, like the seven hundred billion dollars that we spend on an annual military budget. I'm I'm just I I'm getting sick of hearing like this is too expensive. This is too oh, expensive. Right, right. We don't have the money for it. Come on, spare you got that's uh, spare me that. That's it's also interesting. Seven hundred billion dollars. That's I would call that big government. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. Yeah, that's actually like the the biggest example of big government. Like when like when Republicans are like, we just want small government. We don't want. It's like no, but you literally are for like the biggest form of government in that in that area. Like it's it's just like unbelievable that. So there so there's this. Uh, some people, have you heard of this adolescence? America as a country is an adolescent right now. Yeah, I think and, I've heard, and when yeah. you think about the life, you think about how old countries are. The U.S. is actually a very, very young country. Oh, sure. So it yeah. is essentially a teenager. Yeah. Right now, we, we kind of act like, yeah. on the world skate. Stage. Yeah. So you have a country that didn't exist. Then some people land in a new world and talk about Christopher Columbus discovering. America, <laughs> yeah. although people were already here. Yeah. So that discovery is a little wobbly when there's already people here. Those people are then interned, put in camps, slaughtered, essentially yeah. crushed. Um, and then other another people group, are, they sail to Africa, kid, essentially kidnap mm-hmm. yeah. people, make them slaves. They become, in some ways, the engine of this brand new nation. Yeah. The, 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 their sweat... Um, and through the cruelty of oppressing them, this tiny nation explodes in power in just a couple hundred years. Yeah, to become the biggest arms dealer in the world, the biggest. How? Uh, what is? It feels like there's something about this American experiment, um, 
with all of its beauty, democracy, land of the free, home of the brave. Of course, yeah. There's also, what is it, especially for you at 19 years of age, what is it that's happening now that's like, um, is, it, is it, what's happened with the ter- terrorism? Have we just antagonized to such a degree that it's like starting to fold in on itself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What is, what is this? Uh, I don't, uh, um, well, you, you said antagonized terrorists, right? Uh, that's what you said? Just yeah. Now? Well, I want to point out that when we started the war on terror, uh, since we started the war on terror, not only has terrorism not stayed the same, it's increased 6,500%. So like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 6,500% yeah, increase in not terrorism. Not 100%, not 200%. It's not like, it would be a scandal if we started the war on terror and like terrorism like just stayed the same. It'd be like, oh wow, that sucks. We, our terrorism plan at work. Not only has it like not stayed the same, it's increased not 100%, not 200%, 6,500%. So like our whole thing, like we just got to go and kill the terrorists and just bomb them. It's like, not working. Yeah, yeah. Hey, idiot. That creates more terrorists. Like, how this, how we haven't realized this is like insane. How we haven't realized how our actions actually increase terrorism, like, is just insane to me. Like, it's like the stupidest thing. We're literally like, we're creating a problem and then like trying to solve it and creating more problems as we're solving. Like, and in the process, gutting ourselves financially in many. Yeah. Well, what is it? Uh, Five trillion on the. I mean, I, th- I think it was what one trillion on the Iraq War, but it wasn't five trillion on the War of Terror since it started. So five like, trillion. I think that I don't know. I think that number's right. I don't. I don't know. It's just, but you know, they talk about uh, deep time and long time. So there's regular time, what we're going to do later yeah. today, this week, and then there's when you back up and look at larger swaths of time in history. Yeah, it feels like a a growing number of people are are stepping back and looking at this larger story and going something is horrifically wrong with this attitude in and towards the world. Yeah, no, that's... That's that, eating us alive from the inside as well as antagonizing. This is the thing that, that disturbs me the most about all this stuff, is that, like, th- this is the area of our our politics and of our government that is the most destructive, yet is the most normalized, where it's like, the media... How often does CNN cover this stuff? How often does MSNBC cover this stuff? How often... Well, I mean, I almost said Fox News. What a joke. Like, how often does... <laughs> Uh, how often these mainstream news cover this stuff? Like you saw when the when Trump lot did his Syria attack on Assad, you saw all the the mainstream news. Like you saw Brian Williams. I don't know if people have seen that clip. But oh like, no, I was gonna. I was actually in my notes to ask. Oh, you. okay. Brian Williams doing that. Like I'm struck by the beauty of our weapons. You know what I mean? Like it was like weird. Or uh, the one I forget what the host. Okay, name. that clip. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Brian yeah, Williams just type weapons. in Bright Willi- Brian Williams Syria. When you showed to me, I thought it was a spoof. Yeah, it sounds because like a spoof. Because it's like bombs I, and missiles being launched and him narrating it like, look at I the beauty of these missiles. I genuinely hope everyone that watches that clip is taking... Like, if you watch that clip... I and, couldn't and, believe it when and I saw it. And you don't think anything's wrong, you're just like, oh, what's the problem? You're kind of missing a huge thing. And there was, another, there was another host that was like, this is the day that Trump becomes president. This is the day he grows up. It's like, what kind of... Okay, so our mainstream media... Not only oh yeah, so, so what kind of day media is, it? is complicit in this imperialism and imp, imp, uh, complicit in this the, these kind of uh, war crimes like the, the the Syria attack against Assad killed civilians and these people are like this is the day Trump becomes president like our our media not only the measure of the leader is their enacting of violence so our media never covers this stuff but when they do cover this stuff it's like only like positive and it's only like they never question like hey maybe we shouldn't be here hey maybe we shouldn't be um, attacking Assad hey maybe we shouldn't like uh, and it's like it's just so sad to me that we just created this culture. Even Trump now, like all the attacks on Trump are like about his behavior or about like other stuff. It's never Trump, he increased the drone strike 432 percent. Um, it's never that he's been killing civil. He's been cr- killing. I think he's already killed more civilians than Obama did in his whole eight, whole eight years. It's never this foreign policy stuff. It's always like oh he attacked uh, Kirsten Gillibrand or oh he's what a meanie like. This, this stuff is normalized because a Democrat president does the same stuff. Then a Republican president comes in and does the same stuff. But that's just normal to us. The, the killing civilians overseas is nor- normal to us. Instead but of absolute outrage. Trump attacks Don Lemon. He called him the, the dumbest man on cable. And people are like outraged over that. Like, first off. When Don, you agree. Don Lemon <laughs> is one of the dumbest guys on cable. Uh, okay. I have this in my notes too. Okay. Let me back up because you, you make a couple points there. Yeah. Sorry. Um. You, we don't watch really 
TV that much, but we ended up watching TV, I think it was last Monday night. Well, I wanted to watch, yeah, we, we, this was the day, this was uh, Monday night, so this was when the, that New York Times piece came out about, oh, Trump drinks 12 Diet Cokes and watches whatever, 48 hours of TV, and uh, I wanted to, we, we were watching uh, Monday Night Football, and I wanted to just like do a, like, a little experiment, so we went to, I was like, how much do you want to bet CNN is going to be covering him drinking 12 Diet Cokes a day, which they, this is at night, right. by the way, and throughout the day, they had already... I should tell people, by the way, what happened then is you would predict what a network would be talking about. We would go to the network, and they would be talking about it. So yeah. let's go to the first one. So, so you so, say, so CNN, CNN. I was like, watch, CNN's going to be covering uh, uh, that he drink, Donald Trump drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. We turned to it. And literally, it's yep. Anderson Cooper. Within two minutes. Within two minutes. He was talking about something else, but within two minutes, Anderson Cooper with like four other guys, four other analysts, talking, literally talking about his TV and, and drinking Literally habits. said, but guys... Cokes. I mean, that's not that healthy. Yeah, like there was a multiple. There were multiple hosts that were like, "Wow, drinking Coke that can't be healthy for you." Oh my god! Like, wow, you're and you're paid to do this. So we've got Yemen, Syria. By the way, this is the same day that that uh, I uh, Syria and Iraq both defeated ISIS. Like they the the Syrian uh, Iraq governments were like, "Yeah, we've pretty much like um, obliterated ISIS from our all the ISIS strongholds have been." Eliminated ISIS is like d d almost just completely dwindling in our country. Do you believe that? Is what? that true? Is that substantiated? Uh, yeah, I, th I think so. I don't. I, I don't really have a reason not to believe it. Uh, I think that I, I don't think they're all gone completely, but I think that they've got some serious significant. Progress. But that's a huge story. Like that's a that should be a huge story. Huge. This is yeah. We and we started. Uh, we just armed. Uh, the we just increased the Pentagon's role in, in Niger. We just uh, inc we we're gonna start bombing there. So like this, these are like. Huge stories. This is our eighth military intervention. I mean, we have, we have eight military interventions. Um, we had seven. Now we, we have eight with Niger. It's like so. These, all this is going these are on. These huge stories, and they literally and you and I you go to CNN. You turn on CNN, and they have they literally on the desk have twelve diet cokes. They put twelve diet cokes to give you like a visual aid. Like this, like this matters that Trump drinks twelve diet coke. Like who care? I honestly, who cares about this stuff? Um, so yeah, so CNN is just being the complete goofballs and idiots that they are. Okay, um, then you say to me now, and then oh, MSNBC. I think you say watch this, and then it's good. MSNBC is going to be. Let's go to Rachel Rush Maddow. Yeah, she I was like, will for sure be Russia I was on like, a day in which there are fifty massive, significant stories. She will be talking about Russia. Yeah, no, yeah. And like, we turn it, to it's it. Be Russia. We turn to it, and what do you know? Yeah, R Rachel Maddow is talking about Russia. Uh, yeah, Rachel Maddow is talking about Russia and the Russia investigation, and like it's just like a, it's almost like like a weird like like it's just like it's just embarrassing. It's sad at this point. Uh, yeah, like I, I, it's just so you don't think the Russia thing is anything? I, I mean, you think it's well, all smoke, well, no well, fire? Tell me the Russia. Tell me, define the Russia thing for me. Like define what that is to me, because because. I, this, this might veer into a whole like another conversation, but I don't want to get I don't want to talk about this for a super long time. The the argument is that Trump colluded with the Russian government to to win the presidency and that he's Putin's puppet. That's the claim, right? That's that's the claim that I'm going off of. Sure. What's, okay. What's, okay. Let's go with that. What like what evidence is there of that? I'm serious. I'm I, and I, yeah. I'm sure if you listen to me, you know I hate Trump. I like I said, I think he's an evil man. I think he's a war criminal. So I'm not. There's no like. Me trying to defend Trump, I think. I think that um, I just think you have actual substantive well, like I issues. I mentioned last time on the podcast, indictments going on. He he, he approved eight new. Uh, he got eight new businesses in uh, registered eight new businesses in Saudi Arabia during the campaign trail, and then is and then gives them a hundred ten billion dollar weapon deal. And then I just mentioned earlier, then then they're massacring civilians. That to me is a way bigger conspiracy than. Uh, well, it's not even a conspiracy. That to me is a way bigger story than yeah. like Russia. I'm just I, I'm missing what the whole like Ru he's Putin's puppet. I'm just missing that. I haven't seen any evidence for that, and I think just think it's such a waste of time when there's other bigger stuff that needs to be. Okay, then you and I go to at some point on a day when net neutrality is yeah it's huge. like in jeopardy. And Don Lemon is talking about possible Russia. Yeah, he literally. We turn on the TV. We turn on the TV, and it's not like we were watching for a little bit. We literally turn it in, and he the, he says, "There's new uh, Russia. There's new uh, information in the Russia investigation. New Russia text. Like, dude, give it up. What why is, is this? there such like you? But this is you think like people. This is why like people. The, the, if you look at the polling, people hate mainstream news. Like people in like Wisconsin and people in like the Rust Belt, and like you think they care about like." 
50 per, 50% of the country makes $30,000 or less. Like Flint just got clean drinking water. Flint didn't have clean drinking water for the longest time. You think people in Flint will turn on the TV to hear about Russia? Like like Rachel Maddow talk about Russia and CNN talk about Russia? Like what so, is this? I don't, like it's so, so stupid. So what happened, where did this court, what happened that the loud, that have been, let's, up until now, the loudest news voices, how did it so lose that what was historically a, like almost a sacred calling to give people the most substantive now obviously there there are wonderful people doing wonderful work out there yeah yeah legit by the way that's not to say cnn has some fantastic journalists msnbc has some fantastic journalists who do some like go overseas and do some like they, they do some great stuff and i'm, I'm not trying to like to say they're awful all the time i'm but just saying for, for the most part but what happened that the average let's just keep it in America right now. What happened that the average American, if they tune into the largest mainstream sources for news, you know what I mean? Yeah. How did the system get so off that, that its job was to inform and it's not doing, in some ways, such huge stories are being missed and such inconsequential things are being amplified. What, what, is, what is that? If, I mean, it feels like a spiritual I don't know. I, crisis. I think that's level. a great question. I think that's a, I, okay. I think that's a question that everyone should ask. I, think, I just think the media is, plays a role in a system that allows this kind of stuff to go on. And, and that, now you have, essentially, maybe the answer is, now you have all these independent sources yeah. that are rising up essentially as a corrective. Yeah, Essentially saying, uh, yeah, you mentioned Abby Martin. Yeah, Abby Martin's a fantastic journalist. Uh, the Intercept is great stuff. Jeremy Scahill on The Intercept. How do you spell Scahill? Uh, S-C-H. Uh, Jeremy Scahill? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Who else? Uh, Glenn Greenwald, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know. Um, uh, okay, this I, is great. I have to ask while we're on it. Tell me about the breaking news. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the... The the best CNN uh, clip of all time is it's like a picture, but it's uh, uh, CNN has a banner that says "Breaking News" and it's Titanic sunk 104 years ago. <laughs> it's like if you just if that's all you need to know about CNN. Like just stop. Like there's such crap. Like <laughs> Titanic sunk 104 years ago. Breaking news. Like what a what an absolute joke this this company is. Like <laughs> it, it just makes me so sad. Like what about the sledding? There was yeah. There was also like breaking news. Protesters sled on Capitol Hill, and it's like kids like sledding. It's like literally like they, they put breaking news on that. Like what a joke! Like what is this? <laughs> this is why like when Trump calls them fake news, like I, I think it's I do think it's really destructive that he calls them fake news, and he shouldn't be he shouldn't be going after media outlets like he does. And obviously, not everything CNN has does is fake news, but it's like there is some validity to that, where it's like. Stop being idiots and stop doing like you see all their 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 WikiLeaks. They they have a bunch of WikiLeaks corrections that were wrong. Um, uh, it's like st stop stop being idiots and giving him material. Like you should you should be on your you should be so dialed in at CNN and you should be doing such good work that the president doesn't have any. Every time the president says fake news, it should be totally false. But you guys are like totally giving him material. That's it's so stupid. Okay, I want to um, talk about. The um, you and I were talking the other day about the Lincoln Douglas debates. Yeah. You had this is let me just look right here. A, um, eighteen sixty. You have also known as the Great Debates of eighteen fifty eight. Lincoln and Douglas debate. They go for hours. They do um, seven debates. It's substantive. It's back and forth. It's policy. It's you know what I mean? Like there was a there was a time when discourse about these issues yeah. was so substantive. It it demanded that you as a citizen yeah. were informed. Yeah. It assumed a level of participation by the viewer. Um and it it acknowledged subtlety and nuance and the tensions and challenges of being a people. Can yeah. we get back there? Are you hopeful? Did, I, and I don't mean to be like that. We just need to go back to how they used to do it. But do you think all of this fluff is actually setting us up 
for substance because people, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I hope that I hope that uh, people well, like I've talked about in the last podcast, like put uh, policy over personality. Like our whole, our whole, all of our political discussions need to be policy over personality. Like personality doesn't really matter that much. It's it should be like only policy. Like I, that should be the substance. Um, and I think you see uh, now, love him or hate him, Bernie Sanders. All he did was talk policy. I mean. That guy looks like a crazy scientist who never combed his hair, who's 147 years old. Like, <laughs> like there was there was no person, there was no like <laughs> nothing about him that was like super. It was all, all not all every time TV. he opened his. Now, if you hate Bernie Sanders, I don't care. You have to admit, like every time he opened his mouth, it was like Medicare for all, free college, and the wars. Like it was like it was only policy. So I think that there's certain politicians that come along that are just like. No, listen. I don't care about this stuff. Like, I'm only I'm about the issues. Like, Do you think we'll have future presidential elections or all levels, but where it will be just it will be like all that policies? Uh, I don't Substance. know. It's, I hope so. Yeah, facts. I mean, I, I hope people I hope people dislike Trump enough to become more politically engaged enough to really follow the issues. Okay. Um. So yeah, I hope I hope so. I I have no idea whether or not that will happen though. Okay. Um. Quick question. Well, I think are you ready for speed round? Uh, or do you have what what else is big in the news right now that people aren't well, following? Well, uh, there was one other thing I want to talk about. Uh, there, there's Mosul, Iraq. This was back yeah. in March. This this was a this was a story I actually found out. So immediately I was even oblivious to this. So, um, this was a story I found out about, but it disturbed me a lot because of like how first off little news coverage you got and how big of a deal this was but like it never uh, it, it never had any implications we there was a um a attack in mosul iraq back in march uh where we draw we did a yeah here we go uh we did a an airstrike that now the pentagon confirms that 105 civilians were killed in this airstrike the, the some of the local media says 230 people were killed. Some of the local media says up to 300 people were killed. Now, so an, an airstrike kills a couple hundred people in Iraq, uh, and this doesn't like no no, no coverage, no, Not even no, a nothing against Trump, nothing against like this was when Trump was president. Um, like I just want to remind everyone, this is a country Iraq that we invaded in 2003, a country that did not attack us. We invade them kill 500,000 of their civilians stay is there is that the record is that doc, is that the record? i've heard 500,000 i've heard 400,000 yeah but i think the, there's a, the estimates around 500,000 that were killed innocent uh, civilians were killed in the iraq war uh but that could have okay dot okay okay so 500 we, we we invade a country that did not attack us stay there kill 500,000 of their civilians kill overthrow their uh dictate uh their leader um create a power vacuum for isis to thrive 14 years later, we're dropping, we're doing airstrikes on them that are killing a couple hundred civilians. And like, that, this was just a story that I, I just feel like if, this just highlighted so much of the problem with our foreign policy. Like, you you think that doesn't create terrorists? Like, if, if you think that does, if you think that a country invading another country that did not attack them, staying there 14 years later, dropping airstrikes on them that are killing a couple hundred of their civilians, like, tell me that doesn't create ISIS members. Tell me that doesn't create Al Qaeda members. Like that, that was just one of those things. And like the me- media, I didn't see one thing on the media about this. Like this should be a sca- this should be an, a scandal. But I didn't see one. You know, um, it uh, it makes me think about the. I mean, the Christmas stories about peace on earth, and and for a lot of people, they refer to. America as a Christian nation. Um, but the heart of the Christian story is the nonviolent path of Jesus, which was always to love your enemy. And it's so interesting to me that now in this Christmas season, the birth of Jesus, all of the all of the celebrations of Christmas, to me, this is when you talk about airstrikes. Yeah. Because you want peace. You you want peace on earth and goodwill towards all, then you have to talk about these issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is actually, um, 
I mean, a lot of people, America, obviously America is, is a country of all kinds of different perspectives, but there's a large group of people in America who still cling to it's a Christian nation and don't make the connection to this policy makes the world less peaceful and less safe. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of stuff we do, if other countries d did that, we, be, we, we might use that as evidence to, over, to, for, to overthrow their, their leader. Like, like literally, if, we did, if the other countries did the same stuff we did. But it's like, we just do it, and like the media just just Sleeps completely falls asleep. It's just, that, that's the kind of stuff that just makes me mad, because it's just like, it's just wrong. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really know how else to no, put no, it. No, like, no, it is. It's, it's wrong. It's just the kind of stuff that like, you, you just, it's like a system that just is like, this is how it goes, you know what I mean, in the system. This happens under Democratic presidents. This happens under Republican presidents. Like, it just, this is what it is, you know what I mean? We just go and kill massive numbers of civilians, and it's just, you know what I mean? And Who then cares? wonder why people want to attack us. And then wonder why people hate us. Yeah. So. Man, oh man. Trace Bell. Um, do you think the sexual assault allegations against Trump will go anywhere, or do you think it'll just disappear like... I don't um, know, but I don't think it'll ever disappear because he's president, and people are always going to uh, bring so that just, up. It'll just hang there. But uh, yeah, I'll just hang it. I don't know what like like I I totally for, for, I believe these women a hundred percent, and I think that he is uh, a gross and despicable dude. But I I just anyone that thinks this is going to like amount I don't I don't know what people think this is going to amount to to like Trump's going to have a change of heart and step down. I mean, right, that's what I'm asking. Is you think so, it will just... Okay, let me ask that in relation to... Do you think the tax bill will pass? T the tax bill passed. The, the the GOP tax one? Yeah. Yeah, it passed. Do you... I mean, do you think... Uh, let me rephrase that. Do you think people will wake up to the fact that it doesn't actually help them? Uh, well, only 25% of people uh, were in favor of it, so... And it, 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 over time, it raises... It's actually one of the biggest tax increases in American history, <laughs> which is the, the irony. It actually increases taxes on the middle class um, over time. Uh, so yeah, I think people I think people will... I already th think people... Most people were, uh, didn't, weren't for it. Um, Why didn't that get covered? That, that got covered, to be fair. I mean, not, not as probably much as I liked it, but to be fair, I think that got some coverage. Uh, Okay, so that that for you wasn't something that just sort of squeaked. no, that wasn't something that I mean they probably could have done a better job. I think they I think they just framed it. This is the, one of the media's problems where they just frame it as like like uh, oh the Republicans have this plan, the Democrats are opposed to it instead of like hey this plan literally increases taxes in the middle class only twenty five percent. Like the media could portray it as like a literally undemocratic policy. Like if you're passing a policy that's only twenty five percent of the people support are in favor of, yeah, the media's job should be portraying that as an that's undemocratic instead of just like, hmm, this is the Republicans' idea and they want to do it and the Democrats don't want to do it. Like, you had, no, come on, like, give Instead us give that. us some more context and yeah. give us some more, like, no, the Democrats are, I mean, the Republicans are trying to pass a, a, a tax bill that only 25% of the Americans want. That's not Democratic. 25% <laughs> is not the majority of Americans. Yeah. So that's, the Republicans are literally, like, you, the media could do a better job of portraying it, but I can't, I can't say, I'd be lying if I said the media just Let ignored it. it. Okay. Yeah. Very, um, well said. Okay, now, are you ready for speed round? Sure, yeah. Let's do the speed round. <laughs> oh, I love this part. Okay. Okay. So, um, folks, the things that Trace and I, and Kristen, and Preston, and Violet, to start saying, <sighs> we talk about politics, we talk about movies, music, and um, sports. So, here we go. Okay, let's go. We've, we've done a fair bit on politics. Speed round. Oh, we're going to go see Star Wars today. Yeah. Pick Violet from school. Go see Star Wars. I'm so excited. Opening day. Um, your Justice League prediction on its Rotten Tomatoes was? Uh, 62%. And it? its Rotten Tomatoes score was? Uh, 41%, I think, so. Whoa, so you were 20%. Yeah. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes score for the new Star Wars. Oh, it already came out. It's uh, like 93, I think. So yeah, I could I could predict that, though. I could have predicted that. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Secondly, Star Wars. The most... Finish the sentence. The most surprising twist in the new Star Wars will be. Uh, well, whatever I say, people can be like, wow, that was a stupid prediction. What did he... I know. Uh, I'm... I'm <laughs> I, th I think Luke might die. Uh, okay. And I think uh, Ray might turn to the dark side. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's that's the that's the really hot take. I don't think Luke dying is such a hot take, but that, my hot take, my Star Wars hot take is I think Ray goes dark. A, by the way, I've been to watch the movie and be like, wow, that was that was stupid. What was it? What in the world? I think. <laughs> right. I'm trying to set you yeah. up. Like, to, okay. Um, final Star Wars question. Is that an owl in the trailer? An owl? You mean like the porg, the little thing? The, the, oh, it has a name. Yeah, the porg. Yeah, it's like a, the little thing that is next to Chewbacca. Okay, there's a there's a new character. Okay, then I'm I'm, I'm making it up on the spot. True or false? The porg is the new oh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, no, no, because <laughs> that no one can be as annoying as Misa. Misa, love you, Misa. Okay, oh so gosh. you're gonna say false on that? Yeah, I'm gonna give a false on that one. Okay, um, let's go to. LeBron James, the greatest basketball player in the history of the world. Yeah, fact. Fact. Um, LeBron James, this past couple of weeks, has been putting up the best numbers of his career. And it's like 15th season. Why? What is going on? Uh, well, I think he's the greatest athlete ever to live. Okay. Um, I think that he he's, takes care of his body like no, one, like no athlete we've probably okay. ever seen before. Um and I just think he's. I just think he's the. the I, I just think he's the best. I, I don't because know because people you, are saying things like he literally is not slowing down. In fact, he's doing things is, physically. Speed. This is why I don't want to get into whole, the whole MJ Lebron thing. But like, if you want to make the case that that Michael Jordan like better legacy, like more rings, uh, you can totally make that case, and you're you're probably right. My whole thing is like. LeBron objectively is the best basketball player like to ever play the game because who's he's in his fifteenth season and he's dominating like he is. I mean, who's who's bought who's what athlete has ever played the game that's a better athlete than LeBron? What like right? And and now the past month people have been saying he somehow found another like gear. come on he's in his I just want people to like concede that point like the even the most hardcore MJ fans you can still argue MJ's like a better overall legacy basketball player he has a better career but like you can't make the case that like. LeBron, if you if you have a pickup game, you're picking LeBron. Like he's he's bet he's better at rebounding, <laughs> yeah, better put it passing. on the playground like, for a pickup game. Yeah, he's just a better overall player, and his, his, he's just such a crazy athlete. It's what like, do I don't, you think? But what do you think has happened in his head that all not all of a sudden, but what is going on in his head that this neck he another gear has been found? I have no idea. He's just it's you like know what I mean? you can't even under, really understand what he's doing. It's like it's okay, it's too that's, insane. We almost take it for granted a little bit. I feel like no, LeBron. that's not, like, yeah, right. Okay, a lot of people are acknowledging like, dude, this dude's dominating in his fifteenth season. Like, right. what in the world? Like, he's still right. the best player in his fifteenth season. You know what I feel like, like? It's not even close either. I feel like this is one of those things that later people are going to be like, wait, what? Yeah, I know. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those crazy like yeah. A, yeah. Like there's the shot of Michael Jordan beating Cleveland. Yeah, that crazy. That yeah. playoff shot, last second. But then you're like, oh wait, that was a game seven. Wait, they went to a game seven with Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so that is sort of immortalized him. But I would argue the statistics from this month are ten times more powerful. Yeah. When people go, oh by the way, at this point he all of a sudden. Okay, so I can go on that all day. Okay, yeah. now number three topic. Eminem's new song with Beyonce about walking on water and ice is fill in the blank. Trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just did not. I just heard the album. I, I, I'm, that, it's like, and we love Eminem. It's like encore level bad. And if you like, if you're an Eminem fan, you know how bad encore was. It's like. I, I'm sorry. I just I do not like the. Like, it's but just as a family, terrible. we are great. There's, there's a couple of songs in the new Eminem album that are like unlistenable. Like it's like sad a little bit. You said there's a country song. There's like a there's like a like a country song. It's called "Remind Me." In case if people want to listen to it, it's like it's like I had I I don't even know if you can finish it. Um, <laughs> but we as a family, I mean, we literally as a family will listen to Eminem. This in the dude car. has done like some like just mind blowing stuff and been on the cutting edge, and it's just like I don't know. I'm some people like it. I've I've seen some people are like, yeah, this is amazing. I don't get that. I I just I thought it was terrible. But I mean, so if some people like it, that's great. I don't. I, I'm missing something though. But okay. Um, this today the uh, news NFL ratings are down. Th- 30 the Sunday night game is down 35 percent wow um are those numbers coming back you mean like coming back up because and the point was Sunday night's game was very was big teams was very close 
and it was the ratings are down 35 percent yeah I, the nfl across the board roughly f- anywhere from 14 to 20 percent depending on how you look at it from last yeah. year and it's not picking up as the season goes on is that just because a, a whole litany of star players are injured or is that a larger thing happening to the nfl that isn't yeah, coming back. I'm sick of I, I'm just sick of the NFL discussions like centering around like when people talk about center, centering around everything except what it should be centered around, which is like we talk about like oh the NFL ratings declining because players are kneeling. Like I feel like this whole kneeling thing is like when you talk about it in the context of like how it's hurting the NFL, it's such a distraction from what's actually hurting the NFL. The NFL has an injury problem, and the injury the NFL has like a a serious violence problem. Uh, and I mean, like on the field. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people saw Ryan Shazier on the Steelers with his spine. Like, there's just a the NFL's problem is that players get there's too many uh, terrible injuries and players get too hurt playing this game. And it's like eventually this is going to catch up to the NFL. And all this other stuff is kind of like noise. When you talk about what's hurting the NFL and what's not hurting the NFL, all this other stuff is noise uh, compared to what actually is going to hurt the NFL and what is hurting the NFL. And that's serious injuries and how violent the sport is. I just I yeah. don't th- I don't think this honestly and this is coming from someone who's loved the NFL my whole life. Sure. I don't I don't think the NFL is going to last. I don't think football as a sport is going to can last Whoa. much. Hot I just don't take. think I, I don't Yeah. I, I mean obviously it'll still be played but I I just mean it's like as being the popular sport that it is. I just don't see I think we're like a couple more serious injuries away from it it taking a serious wow. Um no stuff. Okay. Uh next question. The Oklahoma City Thunder suck. Because A, Russell Westbrook doesn't know how to play with other great players. B, because Paul George is not the same player since his devastating injury. C, Carmelo Anthony. D, Carmelo Anthony. E, Carmelo Anthony. Well, I have to, I have to automatically eliminate A because Russell Westbrook played great with Kevin Durant. Excellent. So. Good. B, I have to eliminate because Paul George is still good after his mm-hmm. on the Pacers after his leg injury. Um, so that leaves me with uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to. I'm not going to blame it. I actually like Carmelo. I'm not going to blame it all on Carmelo, but I do think that maybe all their. I just think that you can't like adding all these, pl- these star players on one team. It just doesn't always work out. Sometimes it does work. Right. But I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it's all Carmelo's fault, but yeah, definitely his his play style doesn't really. Uh, work well like it's just it's he's has, he has a weird kind of because it's ISO like sometimes ball. one plus one plus one equals 47 yeah and sometimes one plus one plus one equals two yeah <laughs> it just doesn't yeah i don't know just the whole mix doesn't work but yeah. i'm like i'm not gonna blame it on any one person that's kind of a boring answer but okay uh, uh so i'll take e carmel anthony uh, bat fleck is hanging up the cape yeah it looks like so it. ben affleck is not going to do the next batman so the next batman a tragedy will be should be the next Batman Ooh, okay, should yeah. be I like this question. A Jake Gyllenhaal, B Oscar Isaac, C Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> D Michael Sarah, fill in the blank. <laughs> D fill in the blank. Uh, ooh, um, you know I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal would be great because Jake Gyllenhaal can play any role ever. Um, same with Oscar Isaac. I don't know. I'd like to see Oscar Isaac, to be honest with you. Like, I think that's like a, like a dark horse yeah, Batman yeah, pick. Yeah, I think yeah. he would be fantastic. Uh, I know they're going for a younger Batman, so you can't really do John Hamm, but John Hamm would be great. Uh, oh, nice. He 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 kind of has like that Batman look. Uh, but no, I'd go. I'd I think I'd go Oscar, oh, Isaac, Oscar Isaac. But, okay. but Jake Gyllenhaal would be fantastic too. So okay. Uh, next comment. Next topic. Stranger Things. Yeah. Favorite character. Stranger Things favorite character. Uh, I like Mike a lot. I, I I mean probably Eleven, but that's kind of that's what everyone's answer. So sure. Uh, oh, you said Mike. I like Mike a lot. Yeah, to be honest with you. Okay, if the Duffer Brothers, yeah, who I assume are making season three as we speak, probably in their kitchen writing it, said Trace, tell we're just asking you, what should we do more of in season three, or what's the thing in season three? That you're most excited to see? Uh, to see, uh, I want to see a storyline where uh, Papa is still alive, and Eleven has to hunt the the scientist. That oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I want to see Modine. because they they hinted at that in episode right, seven. Right, because well, he actually, came in the weird. I don't know. I don't want to do, do spoilers. Oh, actually, spoilers! But, you're right. Um, okay. 
but I want to see a, a storyline where he might still be alive and still plays a role. At 11, he's like held 11, accountable for his actions. Eleven has to somehow. There's oh, some sort of revenge nice. mission. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, just two more categories. Over under on the Green Bay Packers making the playoffs. I think they are. I think they're. I think they're over. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Over under on them winning the division. Uh, under because I think Vikings they would have to win every game and Vikings would have to lose every game. Okay. Uh, and even then, I think that Vikings still might have the tiebreaker. So yeah, I'm under for that. Last category. Okay. The best Stormzy song. Oh, the best Stormzy song. Uh, Side note: Stormzy is a British rapper. Yeah, Stormzy is the biggest UK rapper right now. Uh, uh, a lot of Stormzy going. I don't know. I, I like I like Big for Your Boots. That's if, if I want Big for Your Boots or Shut Up. I think I probably okay. The best. Best Stormzy lyric. Uh, uh, couple man called me a backup dancer on stage at the Brits at the backup dancer. If that makes me a backup dancer, all the man in your vids, backup dancers. <laughs> or when he said, uh, uh, I think the best one is, uh, uh, now they need me to grow hot chocolate in a panini to go. That's the best one. When he just like, he just says it like with such force, hot chocolate in a panini to go. Like it's just such a, British, British rapper, by the way, British rappers are hilarious because like they have this really subtle humor. Yes. Like they, they don't take themselves super seriously. So they'll, they'll deliver like lines in a really aggressive way, but they'll know it's funny. Like yes. they're just, they're, they're really entertaining. And I, yes. I don't know, I love that. Um, Violet has been saying this. Hot chocolate I've heard her saying this girl. Yeah. the hot chocolate in a panini to go. Oh man. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Straight from the Bell Family Kitchen, this has been special edition of the Trace Report. Um, anything else you want to wrap up with? Uh, no, I, I appreciate uh, coming back on here and uh, sharing some of what I, I hope that I, I gave some information that people really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I just hope that people can maybe share some of my frustration with um, a system that I get really frustrated and angry about. And I hope that there's like some kind of i hope that i gave some new information or people became more aware of some of these issues that i feel strongly about and uh yeah that should be known yeah yeah well said well said well thank you yeah all right grace and peace everybody